baby, what time is it? <laughs> Hello and welcome back. As you just heard, we are MMA FanCast and today is a great day for MMA. Luke and I have a special guest for you. This is actually going to be part two, catching up with um, a good friend of ours. He is the owner of 247 Fighting Championships in Pittsburgh. Um, He is Ryan Middleton. Ryan is with us right now and we're going to talk with him and get his feedback on the first ever event for 247 Fighting Championships. That occurred about a month ago. We are uh, maybe two months out from the next event, so we want to see what uh, may be in store for that next event and going forward, other events as well. Ryan, how are you doing today? What's up? What's up? What's up? It feels so good to be back. Thanks for having me, guys. So it is always good talking to friends. Um, Ryan and I go back a long time ago watching UFC together. We had talked about doing things like this. Briefly touched on that story before, but here we are, you know, some 10 odd years later, and Ryan is doing exactly what he said that he always wanted to do. So you have that first event under your belt, you had a lot of stresses going into it, things that I don't know if you were worried about certain parts of the event having a hitch and uh, maybe not coming out as as well as planned, but is there anything uh, that you encountered where you felt like could have been done in a different way or something happened unexpectedly um, that was a pleasant surprise? I think in general, um, you know, I wanted to be very cognizant uh, There's a lot of people that put a lot of work and a lot of time into making our first event happen. And, and while it wasn't without a hitch and everything wasn't perfect and, and all of, all of those things, um, we ran a pretty awesome show. Uh, We ran a really, really awesome first show, but overall it was a really, really great and successful show. And if you ask someone who was there, um, you know, that was the consensus that it, it was a great show. Um, so I wanted to make sure that uh, the people that put this time and energy into it, that we didn't do and appreciating um, the work that was done and the success we had and not just jump into, Oh, how can we improve? And, and what are things we need to do to get better and all those things, which we want to work on. And we want to make a better product, the best product we possibly can. And at the same time, um, spend, some, spend some time to celebrate the achievement we had of putting on a first MMA show and, and having it be the, the, a great first show. So, you know, balancing those two things out and striving for uh, excellence and perfection and, um, and, and creating an environment there is, I mean, I think we're just starting to touch, hit the, 
you know, we're just starting to scratch the surface on where we'll be in a couple shows from now. I think that um, there's some things in place that we're getting in place to make it more of a show and, and, and a better show. And uh, we're just excited to do that. Oh, Ryan, you know, the, the, the main event of your debut show was uh, also your first ever title fight. And what is it like having Gama Worthy? He won um, a, a fairly significant decision. I think he was well in his, well in his control for the majority of the fight. Uh, two questions. One was, what was it like being in the cage with him, wrapping the belt around him, and knowing that you've accomplished what's very tough, starting off a new promotion, and kind of that's, that's the fun part of it, wrapping, wrapping, and, uh, wrapping a belt around a, a champ and kind of uh, having your first ever champion. And then the second part of that question is, what's it like to have Kama Worthy? He's a local Pittsburgh guy. What's it like to have him as your first ever champ? Well, so, you know, the, the whole thing with wrapping the belt around uh, Kama's waist, you know, that was, uh, I didn't really have time to think much about that. Um, I actually had the, the, the ring girl, I said um, to her, hey, um, we're going to crown a champion. Do you want to wrap the belt around his waist? And then, you know, someone said to me, you know, you, you really should do the first one. And, um, and so I said, yeah, you know, sure. Um, I said, I'm really glad someone said that to me because um, it was kind of cool, um, you know, crowning a first champion and, and uh, recognizing his efforts. Um, it was really awesome that it was Kama. Uh, Kama is a, a really great guy and, um, and, a, and, and someone that I, I really enjoy working with and have a great relationship with. And, um, you know, someone who just puts everything into everything he does. And, um, one of the nicest guys, uh, you're, you're, you're ever going to meet and a true, um, a, a, a true person. If he tells you something, he's going to look you in the eye and he's going to, and he's going to do what he says and that's not something you always find in this industry and in this business and so i appreciate him a lot and uh and so to have it be him have him be our first champion um is pretty cool and and a very worthy guy uh, pun ex unintended um a very worthy guy of being our lightweight champion he's the number one ranked um lightweight in the state um i think he's i don't know exactly but i think he's like ranked 20th in the, in the country. Um, but with, without, without looking, I, I, I'm not certain, but he's, he's an awesome guy and a good represent representative of two, four, seven fighting championships. Yeah. I think he's number three pound for pound in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a great fighter, a great guy and someone that it, it's, it's an honor to crown him the champion. So if we can jump ahead, Ryan, now that we're on to talking about Kama, is uh, will are there plans to have Kama back for the July card? That's July 27th at the Brinscape Arena. Is this too soon to be talking about Kama? And if you can't talk about Kama fighting on that card, is there anybody you can give us that's already signed up to that card or anything you can tell us about that card now that we're you know still about a month and a half, two months out? We are about two and a half months out. There you um, go. Kama will be on the card. Um, he will be 
uh, main eventing the card, and uh, we are currently uh, looking for who his opponent is going to be. Um, it's not exactly easy to find people that are willing to fight Kama, so um, we're, we're in that spot now where we're kind of looking around and seeing um, who would be a good uh, a good matchup for a main event and that that is you know a title worthy contender. So we're we're in that process right now of of finding that out, uh, figuring that out, and um, we're also in the process. Uh, we we do have one amateur event signed. Both parties have already signed. We have a a big list of fighters that uh, want on the card um, that we're we're gonna, we're starting to match them up. We're kind of trying to get some of the pros done first. So working on comma, working on. Um, some other guys that um, will be on the card, and um, you know we're we're real excited about that. Yeah, that gives us a great um, look ahead. Thanks for the update. We'll probably try to have you on as it gets like really close, maybe a couple weeks out. But I think that gives our listeners a good a good understanding of what's in the works. I'm really excited to see it. I had not known that Kama was officially going to be headlining it, defending his belt. That's very exciting. Kama's a well-known guy. Pittsburgh, like you said, a great guy. When we had him on the podcast, um, he talked a lot about his, he calls them his ninjas, the, the kids he trains, and he really tries to be a good role model for them. So I also think it'll be great for 247 to not only have crowned Kama as the first ever champ, but also give him the opportunity to to defend the title. Um, was there something at the April 6th event that was better than you anticipated or uh, maybe a fighter that stood out, particularly the, the, particularly on the amateur side, maybe somebody that you didn't know. Or was there a, a part of the show that went better, uh, surpassed your expectations, or was there a fighter that surpassed your expectations? I mean, uh, you know, when you first said that to me, you know, I, I hadn't necessarily uh, thought about the answer to this question. But when you first said that to me, the, the first people that really – came to my mind were people that actually lost um in the first fight in our in our uh in our promotions history rob licht came in and it was a it was a really good fight uh he he got held down a lot he got put on his back and had had a tough time getting up but he got hit with a, a spinning back uh it was i think intended to be a spinning back fist it ended up being an elbow and blood was just squirting out. I mean, it was uh, our first fight in the promotions history was a true was a true bloodbath. And um, yeah, so so Rob Lick he hung in there and didn't you know? So he he made a lot of fans that night, and uh, and really I think you know one of the few times in a in a losing cause where you walk away with a bunch of people with uh, a lot of admiration for you. And then the other one is Trey Blackman. Um, man, he uh, that guy is full of fire. And he hit uh, Jake Bronscheidel with some serious shots. And that dude has ridiculous power. And Jake weathered that storm and came back and got the win. But Trey, man, he he is an up-and-coming young guy. It's, it's going to be... Really exciting to see what he can do. 
Okay, so this uh, so this was a regional event. Um, you've been to UFC, Bellator, and gone to those as fans. Um, so you got to sit in a seat, and you had a rooting interest watching certain fights and certain fighters. Then sometime after attending those events, we did some coverage, media credentials with Bellator and UFC. So we got to cover the event, the event and the fight and meeting the fighters and talking to them from a media perspective. So there's you know perspective number two. And then finally, the third one, now you as a promoter, you got to sit down for at least a little bit and watch the fights. But I, you know, I'm thinking for the most part for that event back in April, it was a different perspective that you had at that time. So can you go back and collect all three of those different experiences that you had as a fan um, in the media and now as promoter and owner of a promotion, what that's like having that kind of background? Well, um, yeah. So I guess when, you know, as a fan, you just have your, you know, the, the people you like that you root for and, and you know, you, you want a good fight, but ultimately, like, you have your favorites, your personal favorites, or, like, your ego, which you may, you may be make predictions or, like, talk about fights, oh, I got this guy, you got this guy, and then you root for your guy, right? As a, when we started doing the media stuff, um, you kind of take that, neutral position of you know wanting to cover it and be a neutral you know be be a not a fan anymore you're you're looking to be a neutral um observer um as a promoter it kind of takes on that same role but sometimes you have to kind of fight off those natural feelings um you know as someone who has known comma for a, a while now and has gotten close to him um, it's hard not to want him to win his fight. <laughs> it's hard not to be rooting in in my mind while I'm watching that fight. And that's really the only fight I uh, I sat down and watched. Um, a lot of running around and a lot of, you know, getting all, all the things together for, to put on a show that, you know, the things that you don't think of until you have, have your first show. Um, so... Yeah, there's just there's a lot of different perspectives, and, and to be honest, like I knew all the results of the fights, but I didn't see most of the fights until afterwards. Like I knew Goss won, but I didn't really know how he won, and so and I certainly didn't know. It, it was pretty cool. I talked to a friend of mine who who came to the event that that what isn't really into MMA. Um, he just came because you know his friends putting on a show, and so. I was like, you know, do you have a good time? He's like, oh, man, it was so awesome. I never expected to have this good of a time. I was like, were there any guys that you you really liked? And he's like, man, that one guy with all the kicks, man, he was the and, – and come to find out, he, he was talking about Ethan. So it was uh, – it, it's good to hear that. And, you know, you know, you, you know these guys and you get, to, you get to know them better and, you know, you kind of have to resist that urge to be at least, um, you know, outwardly rooting for them. Yeah, that's a great perspective to have. I think one of the things that we're trying to do on this show is get people's perspective of behind the scenes. And I think it is challenging for a promoter to stay neutral. I think you're doing a great job having that mindset. Obviously, the biggest thing is you care about these guys and their careers and you want the best 
people to win. I also think it was really great of you, Ryan, that the people that stood out to you the most right off the bat without prepping any of this were the guys that gave great efforts in a losing effort. I think sometimes you can be a winner as far as the promoter liking you, as far as the fans liking you, as far as your coaches being proud of you, despite the fact that you that you didn't win that exact fight. One of the things I said on the commentary is that particularly on the amateur level, um, somewhat on the pro level, on the amateur level, it's really about learning uh, because the rules are different. It's, it's about giving people the opportunity to learn. And like you pointed out, some of the uh, some of the people, Rob, being a main one who really learned that that he is tough, or at least maybe he already knew that. We didn't know that 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 how much of a warrior he is. When that blood came out, they replayed it. Uh, we had replays, and then myself and Bubba called for the replay, and the replay went up, and we saw him get hit uh, in the bridge of the nose, right right above the bridge of the nose with the elbow, and you saw this geyser of blood. I mean, you saw this spray of blood in, in slow motion, and we were like, what? And I kept saying, I think they're going to stop this. I think the corner's going to stop it. I think, uh, you know, I think the the doctor's going to stop it, but Rob just kept saying he wanted to come on, which is which is a really great testament to the fighters. Now, now one, one thing that you had started to mention was the matchmaking process. I know Leah Morris did uh, the amateur matchmaking, and um, we had given a shout-out to uh, New York, Western New York MMA and kickboxing because they had uh, a person or a fighter on each side um, or on, on, on one side of um, all of the um, amateurs. And so from a matchmaking standpoint, what does it mean to you when a gym uh, puts their faith and trust in a brand new promotion and brings four fighters down from New York, only New York, not knowing whether or not it's going to be successful. What's it like to um, to have that level of trust from a gym that's pretty far away and that really helped out your your amateur card? Yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about Mike Dub and the guys at Western New York MMA and Fitness. Those guys. Uh, Great guys. They came in here very respectful. They came in and they and they did their job and and fought their hearts out. Uh, they ended up going two and two in the show, which from a, a you know my perspective is 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 good. Um, you certainly don't want uh, all the Pittsburgh guys getting their getting beat up, and at the same time, it's supposed to be even matchups, and and I think we accomplished that. I think we had four amateur fights that were very evenly evenly matched up. Um, so that's uh, that's good. We had the Oatman and Hare fight that that uh, went back and forth, and that first round was <laughs> a crazy first round, and 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 then you know got the standing guillotine for Oatman, which you know was 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 kind of a, a shock that he got a that he got a submission win. Um, we thought with those big boys throwing haymakers that it would be a knockout or, or, you know, something, you know, something to that effect. But, and then you had Alan Liu and Derek Patterson and, and those two, you know, Alan Liu had a 103 degree or 102 degree temperature, uh, that the day of the fight. And no one knew that until afterwards, but. Um, but he wasn't feeling well at all, and he still came out there and put on a really uh, great performance. And so, um, you know, those New York guys, you know, Mike Dub, they're they're invited back. I'm sure they're going to have. We have one, you know, one guy that's already uh, on the card, and and we'll try to match a couple more of those guys up. But we could be more uh, 
uh, happy to have a gym like them that that's close that's close enough away that we can and a big gym a big gym that you know we can kind of match their guys up give their guys fights help us out help them out it's a good it's a good combination to have that okay so you got uh that first event behind you you have one already scheduled and i know that uh, we talked about this off the podcast several times there's a lot of things a lot of work that that goes uh behind in behind the scenes and not only just put on a show but make it um successful is there anything now, um, since we're in between first and second show, where you have found that you're taking the right path, things are going smoothly, and it's making the second event um, kind of like cookie cutter now? I, I, I think that, you know, there's nothing easy about it. There's, there's, there's new challenges now. There's things that we, we know now um, that we didn't know before but there's still lots of new challenges and new things to figure out. So we're, we're doing that now. And, and, you know, we're never content. That's just not in my nature. And uh, it's not in the nature of, of this promotion. So we are, um, you know, positioning ourselves to be, you know, the best promotion we could possibly be. And uh, I think that we, we just have new challenges. Um, you know, n- new things to to accomplish and new things to uh, to put, set our sights on. I was wondering if there was um, one thing uh, that, about the event that you could pick out. You were caught off guard, uh, or maybe not necessarily caught off guard, but just hadn't thought about that situation, and it presented itself. And so now you've got a, a plan of action or – you know, some remedy to take care of that for the event number two and going forward? Um, so, well, the first, uh, like I said, the first fight was a bloodbath. And so, you know, you, you kind of expect that there's going to be some blood in fights and not typically like that big of a deal where, you know, there's so much blood. Um, so that happening in our very first fight ever, was kind of surprising and we really weren't prepared for that. So I think going forward, we'll be prepared um, to handle that type of situation. Even, even though that may not happen again for 10 events, 11 events, um, we're now prepared for something like that to happen. And, uh, and so we, uh, you know, it just makes it, once you experience something, it makes it easier to prepare for. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be something that happens in our second event that um, we're not prepared for now that we'll roll with and then be pre- prepared for the next time. Yeah, it's definitely a great attitude. I have to thank you, Ryan, for coming on the show and giving us a recap and some feedback on the April 6th show, as well as telling us as much as you could about the July 27th card, which I think is great. The comma's going to be uh, the main event defending his belt. And you talked about um, – you know, the matchmaking side, I think you really gave us a great insight. Um, and I, I think I've gained an understanding about what it's like on your end with what you've shared with me, both on here and off here, as far as what it's like to be an owner and promoter. So I have to thank you for coming on the show today and giving us a better better uh, feedback on, on what your first event was like. 
Well, thank you guys for having me on. It's, it's nice to be back. It feels like I'm home here. And uh, I will, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I look forward to being able to share more with you very soon as we uh, continue to get this, put this card together. Yeah, that would be great. We'll definitely have you on uh, once the card all gets put together a little bit before the July event would be awesome to have you on and kind of go through um, what's going on on the card. And then as always for our listeners, you know that we try to get as many uh, fighters on our show that are taking fights, whether it be for 247, which we're definitely going to try to get everybody back on. It'd be great to hear from Kama um, as, as he goes into his first title. Uh, title fight. So it'll be an exciting time. That sounds great. I look forward to it. That was our interview with Ryan Middleton, the owner of 247 Fighting Championships. You can find out more information about that fight by going to 247fighting.com. He's got, uh, he's got links to footage of the first event. Uh, you can buy tickets for the second event, which is coming up in July, the end of July. We want to thank you for listening. My name is Jim Mooney. My podcast partner is Luke Payson. This is MMA Fancast.